to strength, so we gave us the power, so we he's showing out, that's why we Yo, 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 we are back. You will find out. <laughs> yo, yo, we are back. Episode 57 of Not The Same Podcast, hosted by this one word, C. Micah, and that one word over there, Mr. Robert Dean, a.k.a. Yo. Robert Davis, a.k.a. Uh, blue Gang Gang Gang. Don't worry about the blue is. Just know it's Duke. Yeah, yeah. It's Duke, baby. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. It's Duke. Yeah, man, so we back with another uh, sports show. Lots of sports stuff to get into. Lots yeah, of, lots of, lots of stuff, man. Lots so much good stuff going on, man. But anyway, brother, how you doing, my guy? Man, I'm feeling feeling real good, man. You know, like I was telling you, I got a chance to get back at the eyelid. Hey, let me ask y'all this, man. I, I know it's, it's not a lot of people in right now, and I'm still waking up. You can tell the way I'm talking. I'm talking like one of them Southern preachers. <laughs> like, what did mm-hmm. he just say? <laughs> you Words ever took learned. a nap? Right, right. You ever took a nap and, and you wake up with an attitude because you slept longer than you were supposed to? <laughs> That's how I'm feeling right now, man. Like, I'm, I'm mad because... Like just the little stupid stuff. <laughs> like I couldn't get the paper off my water because I don't want right. to get promotions to this right. company. <laughs> Heated. I'm on mad this at the water. I'm mad, mad at, at the water because I couldn't get that Liberty plastic. It's so simple to knock off. Yeah. So I'm waking up, brother. What's good with you? <laughs> What's good with me, man? I'm back with the sports show. I don't know why all this brother talk about, but I can relate. When you sleep too long and somebody wake you up, or you just get up early than you planned, you do get angry and upset. <laughs> very yeah, angry and upset but it's all good if you are watching us exclusively tonight yeah, on youtube also on twitter also one more also on facebook, facebook. and you watching yeah. us right now do us a favor and hit this like on the screen that like button and while you like it go ahead and hit the subscribe button and then after you subscribe go ahead and hit that notification bell so you know when we are live right here on the not the same podcast on yeah, any of these three streaming platforms unless it's on thursday then it's only on one it's on only one. on one brother because yeah. we ain't finna fight these folks just to play and support chh music you know what i'm yeah, saying that- that's crazy. You can put anything on social media. Y'all know what That's I'm right. talking about. But the moment mm-hmm. you try to support CHH, they want to black you out and then they want to yeah. do it. But look, shout out to, and I'm still slurring, shout out to all our rebroadcasters <laughs> out this bug, the takeover. Yeah. <laughs> his hop of uh, his what hop of uh, podcast network, D was popping, uh, 520 Collective Radio, Parable Radio, RYC Praise News, yes, sir. Praise 365 Radio with our homeboy Scooter. So yes, sir. thank y'all for all the rebroadcasters out there. And if you would like to rebroadcast and not the same podcast, hit our inbox and we might be able to make something pop. We might. We might. All right, man, let's get into what's popping. Somebody tell me what's popping. <laughs> Man, only if y'all can hear what we say, yeah, if y'all can hear what we say in the let's get it, right bro. Now. Let's get it. Uh, what is popping? Number one, Luca makes history. Mr. Davis, how did he make history? Oh, hey, look, boy, did he? Boy, did bruh, he? Let me tell you something. Luca became the first player to ever score sixty points, mm-hmm. get twenty rebounds, mm-hmm. ten assists. He also had two steals and one block, which is little. But let me tell you, man, Luca only shot 31 times and only hit two threes. So all yeah. of his points was free throws or to the rack. Like, my man was balling last night. And he joined um, Will Chamberlain and Elgin Baylor as the only players to ever have a 50-point triple-double. But he's the first to have a 60-point triple-double the way that he yeah. did last night. And yeah. uh, let me tell you all something. He left a couple of couple of them on buckets. He left them, he left them at the free throw line. He missed, like, six free throws. 
Um, he was 21 for 31, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, 21 mm-hmm. for 31. Just imagine, man. He could have had like a 70-piece. That boy had a family meal out there on the right. boys last night. 70-piece like I believe David Robson had one time. Or 80-piece yeah, yeah. like I know Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant had 81. Yeah, or yeah. do 100 like Will Cham- Chamberlain, supposedly. We don't know. There was no TV we cameras. Know, in- no. We don't know. That could have been a circus-type act. Well, they don't let them score. They're getting the record books. We don't know what happened yeah. back then. But Luka is a bad, bad man. He is the most elite of the young guys. Look, I root for a young guy that's, that's so-called elite. He ain't Luka. None of these dudes is Luka. Luka is different. Duke, Luka needs help, though. But think about it. Luka passed or assisted on almost every basket of that team. Now, on the other side of this, they were playing the New York Knickerbockers. I didn't say yep. the uh, one word, but they yeah. was playing New York, right? New York had, I believe, a nine-point nine lead, point with, lead bro. with 33 seconds to go in the game and lost. How much yeah. of a loser? I'm sorry, uh, 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 Venora, if you're watching this, I'm sorry. Sis, in advance, how much of a loser organization do you have to be that you have a nine-point lead with 33 seconds and still and lose the game? How do yeah, you man. do that? Yeah, Tom man, Thibodeau, that, what's wrong yeah. with you, bro? What's yeah. wrong? Yeah, Tibbs and kind of softened up a little bit over the years, but – it was you. You know what we fail to realize is this: New York is still young, even though they yeah. look like a bunch of old one word, especially Randall. Yeah. No one word only, like mid twenties. <laughs> he looked like he forty. He looked forty. <laughs> one word. <laughs> what up, Higgins? What up, what bro? up, Higgins? Yeah, man. All right, next subject. Uh, Van. I know Van ain't on here right now. He's probably happy about this. Nathaniel Hackett was fired. That was the head coach of the Denver Broncos. That's the only one I slipped in, brother. He was the okay. only one. He had, he was fired on Monday. You know what I'm saying? Black Monday for him, but it wasn't even after the season. He's right. one of the few coaches to ever be fired right in the middle of the season when he just became off of basically uh, hired. You know, he was the yeah. specialty hire, and they have been pure D trash. But I don't think it's all his fault. Some of it is the fact that Russell Wilson has been garbage. He has regressed greatly. But some of it is some bad play calling, some bad offense, mm-hmm. some bad not making yeah. the offense conducive to your $250 million quarterback. Some of that is that, too, because you come in and you're the new head coach. You're like, man, I got these great ideas and great yeah. things, and you don't rec- you recognize you don't have a quarterback that's built for that. Yeah, Russell Wilson I, is great yeah. on play option and with a team that got a great running back, a.k.a. Uh, beast mode, a.k.a. Yeah. players like that. Good defense, great running back, and then when he can th- throw that option and he, a.k.a. run a little bit too, then he's decent. But and th- you yeah. trying to put him in the pocket? No. No. It's not going to happen. No. Yeah. Go ahead, I want to. Um, I think they should have fired him. And yeah. for all you Denver fans, uh, like you say, I know V not on here. Um, I got a father named Kerry who a Denver fan. For all these Denver fans, before y'all give up on Russ, let him get a coach that understands. <laughs> let me cater. Let me okay, cater D. to what I need to cater to. What happened? They say Russell Wilson is trash. <laughs> <laughs> before y'all get up on Russ, put him in a system that's going to work for him. Whenever you have an elite, all you know, um, Pro Bowl quarterback. Okay. And you're a coach and you're a new coach or whatever coach would you're gonna have to you're gonna have to cape you're gonna have to curb your your playbook unless you're a Bella cheat or somebody like that. <laughs> you don't you don't <laughs> you don't change you don't keep your system when you bring a quarterback like that in. Right. Find out what makes it work and then you start, you know, cur- um um cr- um catering to your quarterback so that you can win. If you don't think that works, ask Tampa Bay. This is facts. I just think uh 
it some of it is on Russ. Russ has regressed once again. Yeah. But yeah. I think the coach can make it better for him. And you 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 have to adjust whatever you want to do for this player. You know what I mean? With your uh <laughs> he's got as many many touchdowns he got bathrooms in this season. Now this is the part that Chrissy brought up. What up, Chrissy? This is a good point. He has had some special catering. He got he has some uh a royal family level special catering. I mean, he got his he own office at the arena. He halfway don't want to hang out with the other players. And he was starting some of that stuff back when he was in Seattle. That's why the defense, Richard Sherman back then, didn't really fool with old boy like that. Right? And, dog, you married to Sierra. Hey, salute. You got Sierra. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You wiped her down. Salute to you, brother. You still got to be a good quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Still got a, you still got a job to do. Don't yeah, get Hollywood. Still, and you gotta and you gotta yeah. be able to work with other players, man. He's like you know, he's like the kids when they do the uh, assessment of little kids in kindergarten. Doesn't play well with others. That's him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and Hagen's got a, a good point and then we'll move Great on. Point. Great point. Um you're right, because Gino looking real good. Gino's Hagen looking said, good. Yeah, Hagen said Wilson struggling to make Pete Carroll look like a genius, especially with what he's doing with Gino. And Gino is a Pro Bowl player this year. Russell Wilson is not. That's all we have to yeah. say about that. Next subject yeah. in the NFL, J.J. Watt to retire? Yeah, man. At the end of, hey, let me tell y'all something. If y'all don't know about J.J. Watt, look, J.J. Watt was a beast in Houston. He mm-hmm. had two seasons where he had like 20 and a half sacks. <gasps> um, the last two seasons hasn't been so great for him out in Arizona. I think last um, last season he only played in seven games. He had one sack. Let me pull this up real quick. Um, okay. This season he has 14 games with nine and a half sacks. And he ready to call it quits, but he is definitely a first-time ballot Hall of Famer. He was mm-hmm. um, fifth in NFL history in sacks per game. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Trailing the likes of Reggie White, DeMarcus Ware, Von Miller. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's um, he's just a fourth-player NFL history record, at least 100 career sacks in his yeah. first 120 games. Again, mm-hmm. Bruce Smith, DeMarcus Ware, Reggie White. If you are an NFL fan, then you yeah. know when, you, when I say stuff like Reggie White, Bruce Smith, DeMarcus Ware – that those that's big, you know what I mean. Yeah, and were, those were linemen, and JJ um, Watt came through, and he he was different, man. He was different, you know what I'm saying. Even in the community, yeah. he was different. Um, yeah. When they had especially they had the in floods, that, yeah. When they had the floods, and when Katrina came through, and um yeah. and, and Houston had some other issues, Watt was right there. I mean, I think there was one scene where, and this wasn't for my man got on his own boat and started going to rescue people. You mm-hmm. dig what I'm saying? And the mm-hmm. cameras just so happened. To catch it when they found out when he went out the second or third time, but yeah, yeah, salute to Watt, man. Um, they, yeah. he'll be greatly missed, but Arizona wasn't doing nothing with him. Big salute for a successful for a successful career, man. Especially in Houston, I think he probably yeah. stayed in Houston a little bit too long just because he's loyal. He kind of did the uh, uh, Damian Lillard type thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just being loyal yeah. to a fault, or kind of like K- KG back in the day when he stayed with the uh, Timberwolves. Timberwolves too long, too long. you know what I'm yeah. saying? But JJ Watt is very, very good. Uh, Crispy say JJ Watt was the only is the only reason the Texans were rel- relevant outside of Deshaun trying to live life like a porn video consensual or not. Yeah, or not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And, and now, unfortunately, yeah. you know what I'm saying. I hate to see the Texans where they're at right now because Lovey Smith. Yeah. We only got three hit, um, black head coaches in the NFL, right. and my right. man has won one game. So What's up, you Mr. know, G? might go All down right. to two. Next subject: men and women college basketball top ten. Let's go, sir. Let's get it. On the men's side, Purdue's number one, still UConn number two, Houston number three, Kansas number four, five is Arizona, number six is Texas, Tennessee, seven, 
Alabama mm-hmm. number eight. Arkansas is number nine. And Gonzaga yeah. rounds it out with number 10. That's on the men's side. On the women's side, South Carolina, man, y'all might as well just give them the trophy. I know y'all people don't like to hear that, but the <laughs> way they playing, yeah. Don Stanley got them um, girls playing like real talk. So number one is um, South Carolina. Number two, Stanford. Ohio State, Indiana, Notre Dame, North Carolina yeah. State. Virginia Tech, UConn, LSU, and UCLA. So those are your um, top ten for both men and women in college basketball. And if you're not paying attention to college basketball on the men's yeah. side, even though Duke not doing that well, every single night somebody just rank falls. Like you know, it's, yo, it's uh, go ahead, bro. Uh, go ahead, you know, you good. Uh, what's interesting about women's college basketball, and we'll move on, is that for years UConn dominated. All of a sudden, somebody got into a good school and became head coach, a.k.a. Don Staley, and now you don't hear about UConn as much no more. That that sounds like you had them like at number eight, number nine yeah, down there. They was always yeah, number, number one. They was having undefeated yeah. seasons back-to-back. They was getting yeah. all the talent, and then somebody else with swag stepped into the building. And, uh, yeah. Now, brother yeah. got to really coach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't, it yeah. ain't like the he ain't like the uh, old school Lakers just running the whole league. It ain't like yeah. that no more. Brother right. got work and, for real. And Tennessee not even up there, and they used to be right. up there too. So yeah. it's something to think about, man. All right, second in a, second ballot NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, no, the second NFL Hall of Fame famer to take a head coaching job in HBCU, Ed Reed. Ed Reed yeah, is the second one. What's yeah. up? Where did he go? I believe he's at, uh, before you give the stats, I believe he's at Bethune-Cookman. If that, yeah, if that's it. Right. That, yeah, it's, that's it. Yeah, ain't, ain't really no stats. Um, I, nah. This is what I'll say, HBCU. Um, there's a plenty of HBCU coaches who played in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, this is the second Hall of Famer. So I don't want y'all right. to think that we're saying this is the second NFL player to do it. No, not the case. This is the second Hall of Famer. This is right. what I will ask. Right. Folks, Ed Reed was a defense beast for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Him and Ray Lewis, yes, like, you did not want to go up against that defense, and that's why yes, they were able to win the Super Bowl, I think, in 2013 with yeah. having um, a sorry quarterback, but their defense ran the show. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, please celebrate this, man. Mm-hmm. Y'all re- celebrate. Mm-hmm. You know, celebrate mm-hmm. this man. If he starts having success – Celebrate this man. You dig what yeah. I'm saying? Because here's one NFL Hall of Famer going out that nobody mm-hmm. really wanted. Prime time mm-hmm. is prime time. We knew he was flashy beforehand. You right. dig what I'm saying? Now Ed Reed is in there. Celebrate this man and, mm-hmm. and rally around him. Let's let's not let's not be crabs in a bucket. Yeah, Airy with the more blue collar attitude, more blue collar player. He was defensive. He wasn't super flashy. He just was put a uh what they oh, put he was a, a head word. on the head as they say his football player he was gangster out here you know what i mean <laughs> if, if you look at his pick go go google yeah. ed reed yeah. and you go he's a one word to the day yeah. that he is ed, me, ed reed is like the red man of football <laughs> if you if you old hip-hop fan you recognize red man red man was rich and still stayed in the projects on purpose. on purpose <laughs> never shaved yeah. not one time i believe hey. his whole rap career <laughs> Hey, hey, bro! Hey, that's perfect. Hey, look, look up every, and then look up Red look Man, up Red MTV, man. MTV yeah. Cribs when he did his, and you'll understand what we yeah. say. That man did MTV Cribs house was dirty and everything. Dirty. Dude sleeping on the floor, <laughs> <laughs> random dude, just a hundred percent hood, hundred percent hood. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's get to the soapbox segment. Soapbox. 
All right, this is our Soapbox segment where me and Rob have one minute to go off on whatever we want to go off upon. And when it's over, you hear this buzzer that sounds a little bit like a... Uh, <laughs> this right here. And we go in. Rob normally go in on sports topic topics. Other times, I go in on whatever. We'll see what's going to happen today. My brother, is you ready? I'm ready, man. Let's get it. Hey, you know what? We are so quick in this age to jump on bandwagons. You dig what I'm saying? We want to be a part of what's what. You know, mm-hmm. um, we want we want the shirt. Free whoever. Bring Britney yeah. home. Do this. Yeah. Do that. And then as soon yeah. as these one words get back to the crib, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Let me tell y'all an example of how quick we are to jump on a bandwagon just to want to be a part of something. Folks, on December, um, I believe, 21st, UBC in Waco, Texas, just outside of Baylor University, mm-hmm. where Brittany Griner went to college. She's an alumni. Mm-hmm. They had a homecoming for Brittany Griner. ESPN was there. Yeah. few other outlets was there. Let me tell you who wasn't in, in attendance. All these one words were free Brittany Griner, bring her home. 20 mm-hmm. people showed up for this woman's homecoming party, folks. 20. I had more than 20 people. And I'm. let, let me tell y'all something. This is what. I have more than 20. C have more than 20 people at our release concert, and yeah. we're not national nothing. You dig no. what I'm saying? No. For this to happen with all the stuff that's going on, and I'm I'm not going to get into the politics of what's mm-hmm. going about she why she had to come home, the other guy didn't come. I'm not getting into that. What I am getting into is sports world. Y'all sit up here and threw Britney in our face every single day. I believe me and C mm-hmm. may have even taken some criticism when we said, mm-hmm. listen, folks, be careful what you post. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't fool with Britney. So much so, Tarasi right. and Skylar Diggins didn't say not one word the whole yeah. time that woman was over there because mm-hmm. of her attitude. Mm-hmm. And everybody was happy to get her home and she's safe. Political yep. plays. What yep. I am saying is 20 people showing up for a homecoming and yeah. you've been detained in a Russian prison for almost a year pretty much says it all, man. It was mm-hmm. embarrassing. It's a joke. And I want to know where all the people were at. You dig what I'm yeah. saying? Like, come on, man. That's... That's that's bad for business, bro. That's all I'm saying. Crispy with the jokes. They were at a WNBA game. <laughs> no, they wasn't. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that, that's, it yeah, shows that's a whack. lot, bro. That, that's whack. That's whack. All right, for my soapbox tonight, as normal, I got something a little bit more light. Uh, look, no, not light, but comical. So if you, and this this goes for all races, because a lot of races, depending on what type of haircut you get or type of hair you get done, uh, you may have experienced what you call a urban, a.k.a. black barbershop or a.k.a. white barbershop. Right. And there's a big difference between the black barbershop and the white barbershop. The white barbershop is probably good. The people don't really talk to you. There's an appointment. It's pretty much on time. <laughs> you start on time and you leave on time and you get pretty much what you want. They got a little chart to know what you do and all that is very, very professional. And it's, it's more like a spa day when you go to the white barbershop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I ain't making this a race thing, but it's a difference because I'm black it's and I'm true, talking bro. about the black folks. But to the black barbershop or to the black uh, uh, beauty shop. I'm going to give an example of my wife's beauty shop. My wife has a beauty shop. She, My wife went to... Uh, a Caucasian or white beauty shop for like a whole year. And you know why she went to the white or Caucasian beauty shop? Only one reason. Because she could set an appointment today and get in tomorrow. 
And that's why she liked it. She can set an appointment at 8 o'clock, and there's somebody there to do it at 8 o'clock. Nobody was ever late. Nobody ever messed up. They did exactly what she wanted. And if they ain't had a products that she liked, she can bring the products and tell them what to do, and they'll do it to her, and she go home, she's straight. But at the black barbershop, I mean, beauty shop or barbershop, that she started going to, her hair was whipped now. The hair was beat. It was very, very nice. But, bruh, how about she had a beauty shop appointment last night, brother? 6.30, she gets there, she calls the beautician, oh, girl, I forgot you, I even had you. See, that only happens at the black beauty shop or at the black barbershop. You in the chair and your old boy get on the phone and all that, you look up, it's been 30 minutes, your head ain't been touched, and then he goes on lunch, so you got a half-cut head. You can't even leave, that type stuff. Woosa. Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah, bro. Woosa. All I'm say is yeah, bro. Yeah, let me let me buzz myself, but uh, y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it is. Oh, you get Let's that get text? Hey, can we do ten thirty, bro? Help, help our people. Black barbershop, beauty shop, help them, Jesus. Help them. All right, this is our debate for you. Saving with me and Rob. Go back and forth for a particular uh, football or sports subjects, and we go with a time that look like this, and when it's over, you hear a buzzer that sounds like this. First subject first subject is what we're getting into. It's what we've been getting into all the football season. Is the NFL Week 16 impressed or depressed? NFL Week 16 impressed and depressed. We're going to yes, start sir. with the AFC. Let's go, bro. You ready? Yes, AFC Empress, the L.A. Chargers who clinched the wild. Listen, they clinched the wild card spot last mm -hmm. week. You dig mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And coming into mm -hmm. the season, it was high hopes for the Chargers. And they won their last three games with the Rams and Broncos to finish out their season. They're yeah. already in the wild, wild card. You dig what I'm saying? They got that spot. And they only got two games left. So shout out to the Chargers because great quarterback. They're, they're starting to get their stride at the right time of the season. Yeah, they always been known as like a very good team. They ain't won nothing. So su salute right. to them for actually getting into mm -hmm. the playoffs because every year that's all you hear is about, man, the Chargers going to be good. You know, they talk mm -hmm. about their uh, quarterback. I can't remember his name right now. But they talk, man, he's so awesome. He got the big, strong arm and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. Okay, that's cute. Win something. <laughs> getting the playoffs, my guy. You know what I mean? So, yeah, big salute to them on that. My AFC impress is the Kansas City Chiefs. They still okay. winning. They one of the best teams in the AFC, probably the best team in the AFC, actually. And they still winning. And they winning so much it just got boring. Because we yeah. don't even think about it no more. We start looking for other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they just like a constant. You know, it's kinda like go to state warriors, you know, when they fully healthy and all together. It's just a it just get boring. It's like, okay, they just yeah. good. Or the Lakers when they was rolling, it's just like, okay, well yeah, we expect that. What else can we get up out of this? So yeah, that's my impress. AFC depressed, my brother. The Miami Dolphins, bro. After going on a five-game winning streak and having That's everyone thinking Christmas. they could, uh, what do you say? He say Chargers are tired of being the football Clippers. That is a good point. Yeah, Go ahead, that, that is a very, very good point. Yeah, Herbert is his name, Hagens. That's what Thanks, it is. Hagen. But the Miami, the Miami Dolphins, after going yeah, five, man. after being on yeah. a five-game winning streak and having everyone thinking they could compete for the AFC East, you know, with the likes of Buffalo and all them. Yep. This is what's happened. They have dropped their last four games. They have two yep. games left, and they division opponents. The mm -hmm. Patriots and yep. the Jets. And yep. I'm letting you know both the Pats and the Jets still trying to make it in. So mm -hmm. Miami, look like you're about to go swimming. And and to add insult to injury, Tua is in concussion concussion protocol 
again. He's they like Anthony Davis. Yeah, they said it wasn't um, wasn't concussions, but they got to they got to treat it he like such now after no. earlier, right? Right, and he ain't playing though. No. Whatever protocol, he in some protocol where he ain't gonna play. And uh, come on, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So my go. my AFC deep deep press is the Denver Broncos, and here's why the Denver Broncos. Number one, you so bad you had to fire your coach. Number two, you yeah. got a two hundred fifty dollar two hundred fifty million dollar quarterback, and y'all somehow still suck. Number three. And this is the biggest thing. The Rams are not that good this year. They had a great thing by uh uh I can't think of the quarterback name, but then they got the quarterback from the Panthers that used to be with the uh oh, you saw Mayfield, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Mayfield came in, had this miracle one run and get you know, won the game, and that was cute. But they 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 not really that good. Everybody hurt and injured. They gave up fifty one points to the Rams. And then they fired their coach. Y'all are depressing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Y'all depressing. Not fun you to watch what, at all. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. You know what that shows me, though? Yeah. That they gave he won. That team gave up on, on the coach. Bingo. That's why he when got your, fired. Yeah, when your team you give up, up on much? you, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a wrap, bro. It's a wrap. All right, NFC yeah. impress, brother. Hey, the 49ers keep winning, man. Mm-hmm. Eight, eight straight now after beating the Commanders and again mm-hmm. with a third-string quarterback. Salute to That's them. That's it. <clears throat> yeah, salute to them. Mine. I wanted to pick the 49ers, but I always pick them every week. So I came with the Packers. Hey, Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers has been playing good. They yep. have a chance to keep going. They, ch- they have a chance to sneak into the quarter, into the uh, playoffs, although they kind of start off rough and they, you know, he ain't been the same. You know, uh, Aaron, uh, I keep thinking Aaron Donald. It's not Aaron Donald. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you know, he just ain't been what he, he ain't been what he need to be. Yeah. But he's nah. probably getting a little old. All right, uh, NFC Deep Press. NFC Deep Press goes to the Detroit Lions because they're second in the mm-hmm. NFC North. And last week, they lost against the Panthers. And mm-hmm. it put them at 7-8. and eight. Now, listen, had they won that game, they would have been at 8-7 and seven and in the wild card yeah. spot over the Commanders who lost against the um, 49ers. Detroit yeah. has been inconsistent all season. They could have clinched a wild card spot had this they won true. that game, bro. And, yeah. and, they, and they blew it against the Panthers. They ain't ready. Yeah. Yeah, they What up, Miss Mac? I know she's gone because of sports. Hey, I think uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss Winder. I got the Bears. They, this ain't the year, you know. But I really like y'all quarterback, though. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. I do like y'all quarterback. I think he'll be good. Uh, Chris, you say Aaron trying to get a decent job after the Packers. Yep, that's what it looked like. But they yeah, gonna, I, don't, gonna I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Ball. But they've been looking good. All right, next subject. NBA impress, depress. Let's go, brother. Uh, I got uh, – I'll start with this. We going the, west to east first. <clears throat> we can start with the west. All right. Uh, west impress. I'll go uh, first. I got Denver. They won four okay. straight. Four straight. They've been yeah. rolling. They're very good. And they have gotten Michael uh, Michael Porter Michael Jr. Porter. back. And Roll they got uh, yeah, you know, the yeah. quarterback. Roll they back both mountain. back, man. <laughs> Just no. But uh, – <laughs> I, I like Denver, man. I don't know what this brother doing with this mountain, but yeah, what, what, what's brother, on the mountain? What's Denver, the mountain of the Denver. impress for you, brother? I know brother, they, 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 they in on Denver. The I get yeah. it. I get it, brother. Okay, Just, brother. It ain't it ain't nothing more. It ain't nothing more to that. The Mavs <laughs> are my um, West impress. No. They're six and four in the last ten, and yeah. on a four game win streak. And after the Lucas sixty, you know all that good stuff. Listen, yeah, the Mavs are starting to this week. Impressed. Okay. You dig what I'm saying? They on a four game winning streak, six and four yeah. in their last ten games. Got to give it to them because they don't have a lot in, in in Dallas. But Tim Hardaway Jr. and um, uh, 
Wood playing pretty good. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Crispy, I know you keep bringing up Jeremy Lin. He's an Asian American. You know there are other Asian players in the NBA, right? It's not just Jeremy Lin. There's quite a few actually. There's one very good for the Brooklyn Nets, and there's one for uh, there's one uh Washington, for Washington. Root, Root, yeah. Root Both of these guys yeah. are good. They're they anyway. pretty good, bro. Yeah, but you, you look them up, Crispy. You know that. You know that. You know that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my D Press. It's gonna be an ongoing thing for this. My D Press is my Memphis Grizzlies. I love the Memphis Grizzlies, but I was depressed. It was my very first uh, 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 Christmas Christmas game, and they yeah. just embarrassed themselves. And they wrote a check. They wrote. They ran their mouth and wrote a check. They butt couldn't cash, and it made me mad. And I go into it a little bit more, but yeah, I'm very depressed with my team. You know, but because yeah, I'm yeah. from Memphis, I love Memphis. I can't say screw them. I just say forget them for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say this before I say my deep press. You are right. Um, Hagen say Luca's better than Larry Bird. I agree with that. Only thing I, I will say that. I agree, too. I, I, I agree with you, but Larry had a squad around him. And he, you know what I'm saying? So is he going to have all these great stats and all these great nights and never get a championship? Yeah. I want that for him. You know what I mean? Then you just a stat stuffer. My West yeah. deep press is the Timberwolves. They're four and six in the last ten games. <gasps> They've lost three in a row. And yeah. this is Look, this was Anthony Edwards' chance to show that he isn't he's who Cat Williams. Right, right. He isn't who um Cat Williams. Uh, he isn't what Carl Anthony Towns said he was and been complaining yeah. about. Yeah. Everything they um Cat has said has been true. Four yep. and ten the last ten games, yep. and it, it's just bad for the Timberwolves right now. All right, uh, East impressed, brother. Uh, I go with Brooklyn. Won four straight games. I said it no. last week. It's still the same. It ain't changed. They're very, very good. Very, very good. Go ahead, bro. Brother, uh, I'm going to have to correct you because that's my um, impress. They've won nine straight games. They're currently third well, I, in the I was East. just saying last week, brother, but my bad. Yeah, nine. Let, get me straight. Nine straight games. Let me yes, get sir. straight. Let me yes, get sir. straight. <laughs> They're third in the East now and only a mm-hmm. half a game behind the Bucks. Look, mm-hmm. I think Brooklyn's about to be what everybody thought they was going to be, bro. All that drama is over with, and yep. KD is finally starting to act like a leader on the court. That's what yep. they've been needing. And also, and also, they have a good coach. They have a coach they respect because they yes, yes, Steve Nash is a uh, was a Hall of Famer, and he played good. And he won, played good in the NBA. But Jock Vaughn also played in the NBA. He's a role player. A lot of good coaches are role players, not the superstars. Yeah. You know what You're I'm right. saying? And Vaughn, uh, uh, Steve Nash was an MVP, two time MVP, I believe. That's not. And, you know, they got it handed to him anyway. We'll talk about that another day. But, yeah, man, because I, I didn't agree with it neither time. But uh, you can see the difference in them. And I think also Jacques Vaughn holds them accountable. Coaches coaches are just like parents. You be Mr. Nice Guy with your kids, they run over you. You got to lay that hammer down sometimes, and they love you for it. It's just it's biblical, fam. Yes, yeah, right. It's in the Bible. Uh, the East Press. I got Detroit, the Detroit Pistons. They almost had it a couple of times this week, and they just they they in the running for win by Yana, the Frenchman, the seven eight yeah. seven nine whatever the biblical giant yeah. dude that's coming right. to hoop next year. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Cunningham got hurt, so but I almost I yeah. almost did pick Detroit, but I'm gonna tell you who I picked because they got entirely too much talent. Yeah, the Charlotte Hornets, bro. Mm-hmm. They're two and eight in their last ten, two games skid. It's too Why much. Why do they talent. always suck? I don't get it. It's they too they much got so much talent. talent. Right. It's like Brid- the Bridges situation is causing the whole team to crumble. You got Hayward out there. You got um, you got my man Ball out there. It- it's just mm-hmm. it's entirely too many people 
together. Um, what, what's my man that came from Denver, the little short point guard that comes yeah. off the bench? Um, it, they just got too much talent for them to be playing. Maybe it's their coach. You know what I mean? Maybe it's time to start looking at coaching changes, Mr. MJ. <laughs> Mr. MJ. Brother said, why you say so, 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 so angry and sassy, brother? All right, man. <laughs> Not sassy, <laughs> yeah, but angry. All right, if Jeff Saturday gets the coach job full time, is it fair or not? If Jeff Saturday gets the coach job, Colts job full time, is it fair or not? Right now, he is the interim coach. It was kind of uh, uh, controversial because he was literally on first take one day, and the coach hired him the next day, yeah. and he won yeah. that Saturday. But anyway, is it fair or not, brother? I think it's foul if someone who is more qualified doesn't get the opportunity, a.k.a. a fair shake on getting the job. Jeff mm-hmm. Saturday is currently one and four as the head coach. He won that mm-hmm. first game. Everybody got excited. Mm-hmm. One word ain't one since. Um, the Colts were already three and six before they even fired Frank Roach. So yeah. with that being said, um, it depends on how they go about doing it. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't give me no little sympathy um, Rooney rule um Rooney Rule um, um, interviews, if you know you're going to give it to Jeff Saturday, just so you can check a box. I think Jeff Saturday, although this is not literal nepotism, it's a kind of nepotism-type situation because the owner, uh, Jim Ursay, was like, he loves Jeff Saturday. He almost like a godson to him. And he threw him in there and it's like, okay, I'm going to play with the team. I throw Jeff in there and see what he can do. And they won the game, like Rob said, and everybody got excited. I'm not saying that Jeff Saturday doesn't have a great NFL mind. I think he does. I think he's very good on TV. And I think it's worth a shot. But I do think it steps on the backs of people that actually pay their dues into getting the coaching. Like my man coached high school, was on first take, and became the NFL coach. You know what I'm saying? Now, with that being said, it wasn't like he he inherited a great team and made them suck. They already sucked. You know what I mean? So – on one end, you can look at it like this. You can look at it like, okay, maybe we should give him a chance with real players. You know what I'm saying? And see what happens. But it, I can never get past it the way he got in was kind of a, a, a undercut to not just black coaches, all coaches that had more experience and should have been uh, beat, be it. You know what I'm saying? Let the coach – let the let him coach online. I think that's what he mean. <laughs> let him coach the O-line. Yeah. I let him coach the O-line. And then, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, go ahead, bro. No, what I was saying, I mean, they were already nine games in. So if you come in, you're, you're an interim coach, and you come in nine games in, you can't put in a new playbook. These folks spent the whole offseason trying to learn a playbook and, and getting these plays down. So he has to come in as a coach, and yeah. um, he has to come in as a coach and try to learn that playbook, you know what I mean, and who's comfortable with what. It is a step on the back. It's almost like remember when rappers used to um, come in and take actors' jobs, and actors used to be heated about it. Yeah, like yeah. rappers get main roles, and it's taken from us. That's how this was, in a sense, was. You had a player mm-hmm. who came in. It's like, well, he a player. We're gonna go ahead and give him the role because he has ties to the um, community, ties to yeah. the organization, and um, they gave it to him. But we'll see what happens in the off season. I mean, is he is he their guy? Again, we will see. Is he worthy at one and four? Yeah, I'm just saying, bro. I don't think he's worthy at one and four. I mean, now, you know, I gave the other side of it, but in my opinion, no. No. You know what I'm saying? They had their funsies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For a couple right. of weeks, you let your homeboy now do a real coaching search and, get you know, ask your uh, general manager, let him actually pick a coach. 
You know what I'm saying? I hate when, and the owner is Jim Ursay. I hate when owners get involved. If you, what up, Cortez? What up, if bro? You, if you are a, a, if you are a cowboy fan, you understand what it's about, what it's like when an owner gets involved. Now, the owner, the general manager is the owner's son. So the owner is all the way involved when it goes to right. the Cowboys, right? But in most cases, there's an owner of the team, and then there is the general manager, and the owner kind of sits back and lets, let, uh, I'm going to give you a chance. Go get your coach. You know what I'm saying? Go get yeah. your people. Go get all these people. Go pick your team, and then I'm going to give you like two or three years, four years, old days, but probably about three years now to see what you can do, and then you're going to be evaluating. You might be up out of here. And then a new general manager come in, he fired a coach immediately to get his own coach in. I think let your general manager do something, man. Okay, you had your, like I said, your little funsies. Had your dude in here, not going and get your, let your general manager get a coach. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, you, 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 I mean, you're going to have to. You got to do something. But don't they have some type of turmoil going on in, with the Colts also? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, so they do. I think and, they, uh, they Yes, also, uh, Cortez, you missed the soapbox segment. Go ahead, bro. Um, yeah, so, I mean, right now the Colts don't know what they're doing and how they're getting ready to do it from the coaching right. to the, to the, um, Ownership, management, with all of this stuff that's been going on, yeah. um, I, I'll just say this: off season, <laughs> get ready for the draft. <laughs> this is true. All right, next subject in the NBA. Speaking of the NBA, does coaching play a part in the NBA, or is it just players or superstars? Does coaching play a part in the NBA, or is it just players or superstars? Let's go, brother. Uh, I'll say this, man. It's a mixture of both, but mainly if you have superstars. Um, this is what I'll say. Popovich had a team with one dominant player, Milwaukee. Yeah. You could you could try with the David Robinson thing, but that was a 50 seed. They want to put an asterisk next to it. But Duncan was the guy. He cho- he showed he can win. Off yeah. of his coaching tree, um, Tree Budenhauser had one dominant player in Giannis, and the rest of them was just good role players. Mm. Then if you start looking at the other teams who have won, it was a bunch of superstars from Phil Jackson to Spo, Steve Kerr. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. over the since 2014, and I'll let you go. Since 2014, only three teams who only had one superstar has won: Spurs in 2014, Raptors in 2019, and the Bucks in 2021. After that, it's Cleveland, Warriors, Lakers to make up the rest of the championships. So, yeah, yeah, I, it, it's go ahead, bro. No, nah, that's it. I think I think it's mainly on the players. Do I think coaching matters? Yes. I think coaching matters for role players. Yes. Seriously. I think yes. the greatest players going to be great. You know what I'm saying? That's why you see great players on garbage teams because they gonna, they can't be garbage. They gonna always, even, even bad mentality players, a.k.a. Anthony, uh, uh, the dude for the Timberwolves. What's his name? Yeah, uh, Anthony Edwards. People can – Stephen Warner can see that dude is great, right? Yeah. He just got bad habits because he's around a bad team. But I think the coaching really matters for the other players to set up a system around your superstar, around your north star, around your you know the uh, the, uh, the 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 star at the top of the Christmas tree. Everybody else yeah. is supporting that star at the top. And a great right. and coaches coach build a good coach builds a system around them to make them even better. Right? They make they they cover up their weaknesses like a LeBron. LeBron is one of the greatest players ever. LeBron always looks great when it's him and a bunch of shooters. <laughs> then Le- LeBron looks great. You know what I'm saying? If it's him and a bunch of slashes, it don't work. AKA the Lakers right now. But if you got all yep. shooters around him, he's great. He's a very yep. good player. And good coaching will recognize that, like, yo, I got this guy and I gotta support him. 
because he can average 30. They can't average 20. They average about 10 or 12. So how do I get mm-hmm. the best out of them? But I think yeah. in another way, coaching can take a, ve- a high-level average player and turn them into almost a star. Chris Middleton, right? Chris Middleton wasn't destined to be no all-star. But I believe some good coaching raised them to the level of all-star. And also playing with Giannis, who draws attention and draws people away from him, leaves them open to make shots and let him be creative, also helps him to be an all-star. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you with that. Um, when you look at those Warriors teams in, um, like Cleveland, it was Kyrie, Kevin, okay. um, LeBron. You know what I mean? So it, it proves your point of having shooters around him. The Lakers, they were in the bubble, but it was superstars going on. When they yeah. won their when they championship, so um, going back to Spo, he turned Duncan into a superstar. Duncan didn't right. start off that way, so right. that's that's great coaching. I always feel like that um, um, coach, coach Pop is a great coach. He's the best coach to ever do it. Yes, even over yes. Bill Jackson because yes. he did it, and not only that, his tree like the people that came from under him, even Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. Look mm-hmm. at the last few championships; they came from under this man's tutelage. Yes. So. That yes. goes to show you in one sense where coaching matters. But outside yeah. of that, Steve Kerr is a good coach. He's not yeah. a great coach. But yeah. when you got the best two shooters of all ever to shoot three-pointers, <laughs> right. like you better win one word. Like what else? Right. What are you to right. do? You know what I'm saying? So and, and, I mean and, and, and let's be real about now listen, and <laughs> I, I need my dad on here to talk about this, but let's be real about this. Steve Kerr is great because Mark Jackson made that team great. I'm just saying. Now, Mark Jackson has been, a.k.a. bald, <laughs> you know, where he can't get no jobs and because he had a little choice or whatever. But, hey, Steve, uh, uh, Mark Jackson made them dudes. He put the batter in them dudes back. But I'm yeah, not hating yeah. Steve Kerr because, listen, that works for one championship. That don't work for all the ones they won. So, Steve Kerr, yeah. I give him props. But I say this, and I know uh, Mr. G brought up the Lakers didn't win didn't win, didn't win till Jackson got there. That's not true. They did win before uh, Steve, uh, till uh, Phil Jackson got there. They did win before. Remember, the Magic Johnson all them won, and Phil Jackson wasn't there. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah, nah, they, no, they, they, the, they the been most, winning. Yeah, yeah. they've been winning. They've been the most winning this franchise next to Boston. I think they nah, tied. They even I want to say yeah, Kerr. even now. Kerr coached the Knicks, then call him. Yeah, I want to see Coach Kerr coach the Knicks, then call him a good coach. Exactly. Exactly. Now, yeah. I will say this, though, and we'll go a little bit longer on this one. I think this is the last one. I will say this, though, when it comes to coaching, you can't be a great coach without good players. You can't be a great coach without – got to have good players. Okay, uh, uh, Google Lakers before Phil Jackson, <laughs> Mr. G, they have championships. They had championships. Yeah, they got 17. They had plenty of them. They got oh, 17. Oh, Boston and Lakers Phil, have Phil 17. Only made, Phil got three. Three, that's it. Yeah. Right, so Phil they've been only, good. Phil only got them three. They were they were good beforehand. But I will say this about um, Phil was a good coach though, very good. No, coach. Phil, Phil was good because he could get into the superstar's mind. He knew how to tame mm-hmm. egos. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he had mm-hmm. he coached three of the biggest egos ever in in, a, in NBA history. And Michael, Kobe, and Shaq. You dig what I'm saying? So, um, what did he say? Kobe, Jones. Kobe Van Exel Jones. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 That's hilarious right there, bro. <laughs> hey, as far as your heat comment, I felt like that was the biggest letdown in Coach Spolter's, um, um career. You had a superstar team. There's no way in the world you shouldn't have went 3 P. The, the heat, 
And I'm was, a Heat fan. Wasn't the Mavs the championship the first one they went to? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there it is. Yeah. That's why. I, I, first but, one they went to. It was their first one, but you don't now, lose now, if you, now, if you would have said the loss with, to the Spurs, then I'd be like, yes, because a better coach got there. Spolstra is very, very good. Yeah. Pop is something else. Now, Spolstra is something else, too, compared to the rest of these NBA coaches. But Pop is like the godfather out here. Yeah, and yeah. Pop had the proved, talent still. He had the talent yeah, he still. Proved, he proved it. You know, when because, they won, they, they back-to-back, they played the Spurs, right? They right. won it the first time off of a yeah. Gray Allen miracle shot. That's what Pure got miracle. us back into it. Yep. Into it. Yep. And then the next year, the Spurs came back and was like, give me my ball back. And they won yep. in seven. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly what so it coach is. Spoke, but that's an example, and we've been saying this, that's an example of getting outcoached. Right. You dig what I'm saying? They knew right. they weren't going to be able to run up and down with these boys. So you know what right. co- um, Pop did? We're going to play half-court basketball. We're yeah. going to make them work. And, so and, I wrap, and defense. I, I wrap it up like this. Yes, coaching matters. But having players is more important because if only coaching matters, why ain't the Spurs at the top of the league right now? Yeah, that answers true. your question, because yeah. you got to have the players. Now, when you got equal talent and two coaches, then the coach is going to play a difference. It ain't going right. to play a difference because it's how you deliver that talent, and how you uh, assimilate that talent. Then that matters. But if, right now, if you got trash, bunch of rookies, not saying all rookies are trash, they just ain't they ain't learned it yet. <laughs> right, they ain't learned right. everything right. yet. You know what I'm saying? So look at yeah. Houston. Look at Houston. A lot of good talent, but they ain't learned nothing yet. All right, man, right. let's get to the one word of the day. Here we go. Maybe. Uh, this one word. No. <laughs> <laughs> of the day. <laughs> well. The one word of the day is, y'all would not believe this. I wear a hat for this team every show. Every time you see me on this show, I have this hat on. I have a, a board over there that my brother got me with the team on there. I get when Jock's shoes come out, I'm buying them. I love the team. And they are the one word of the day. And here's why they are the one word of the day. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. They, they talked all that stuff and wrote a check that they but could not cash. And mm-hmm. they got on Christmas Day. They talked about the West not just Golden State. They talked about the whole West. Oh, job was on camera. Oh, man, I ain't worried about the West. I'm good in the West. I'm worried about the Celtics. Gots to know better. I love my team. Rob knows that. I'm, I'm, I'm visibly, visibly upset when they lose, right? Don't talk to me. I'm upset. That's how much <laughs> I like this team. You know what I'm saying? I visibly, like, when they play sorry, sorry teams, I don't watch it because I don't want to see them lose to a sorry team. That's, that's how much a fan I am. You feel me? I keep up with all the stats. I also do another whole podcast about this team. And I, my only article I ever wrote on sports, written, my bad, only written on sports has been about this team here. And they are the one word of the day. And this is what I'm going to say. I got to get this out. I got to get this out. Y'all let me, y'all give me a moment. Because Rob always said, man, you don't ever talk about your team. Here you go. I'm going to talk about them. They need to grow up. <laughs> they need to grow up. Seriously. My whole team, the oldest person on my team is, Danny Green, who's not playing, which means his voice don't matter till you play. That's how it is in the NBA. When you injured, ain't nobody listening to you because you ain't playing, right? So Danny Green is the oldest person. The next oldest person is Steven Adams, which is what you call kind of uh, – he's a tough guy on the court, but he's not a vocal leader. The vocal right. leader is John Morant. He's a very good player. He's an OD talent player. He could jump out the gym. He's very, very good. But he has this thing that he's doing right now, and it's called smelling himself. <laughs> he's smelling himself. 
And I know it's hard for somebody that's 23 years old not to be smelling themselves. It's hard for somebody who's 23 years old to have billboards all across the city. It's hard for somebody that's 23. Breath control. See, thank you. <laughs> it's hard for somebody who's 23 years old to get a brand new shoe, to have all this fame and fortune and all this notoriety because he has elevated a team that's not known as a contender to be a contender and all that good stuff, right? He's done all that. It's hard for him not to smell himself. But listen, dog, the Warriors, although they are a rival, so to speak, to my team, they really ain't a rival. Rivals meet in the playoffs. Now, we played them in the playoffs. It was a good series. If Ja wouldn't have got hurt, we might have won, might not. But when you get through with all that, they won the chip, my guy. You know what I'm saying? They won the chip. We didn't win the chip. We won a lot of games last year. So, at the end of the day, you know, I hate what I, – I, I made a, a soapbox where people get mad because I like for them to have fun. But at the end of the day, dog, you ain't won nothing. Shut up and play. And listen, I, w I was okay with the Christmas Day loss. I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. But how about last night we played the Phoenix Suns and got 26 put on us by a G League player? Yeah, I got a problem. You ain't all right in the West, bro. You got to get yourself together. My team get it together. And one more thing, I say this the end of this, because I've been getting on Ja a whole lot, because I don't, you know, I love the whole Memphis Grizzlies, but I gotta get on my my, my guy Jaren Johnson, Jaren Jackson Jr. You seven feet tall. You had Chris Paul on you. Chris Paul is tall as me and Rob. A seven foot tall man should not be able to have somebody tall as me and Rob defend them. Now that's two part thing. One. Coach don't make them pass in the ball. Two, you got to make them pass you the ball. You go up there and cut somebody out. Give me the bleeping ball. That's what big men do. Zebo used to do it. Kevin Garrett, uh, uh, Garnett used to do it. Big men, oh, they, they've they been the whoop to uh, point guard for that happen. You feel what I'm saying? So that's it for my go ahead, brother. And I'm not going to smash the TV. I'm just – this is my team, so I got this passion. And Rob always say I don't say nothing about them, and, you know, I will say something good when they get back good. But I am not above holding them accountable. They need to grow up. Go ahead, my guy. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you watch them too because you my friend and you go see, man, let me see what my brother, my brother team is doing. But, hey, man, oh, trash. Shoot. Hey, Higgins, like you said, that's why UD is in there. What y'all need is a veteran. Y'all need a veteran who need a vet. I fully agree. Y'all need a vet who's going to put y'all on this behind. And this is what I mean. Jimmy Butler tried it last year. And yeah. UD mm -hmm. and Spose, like, one word, who you talking to? Who you, you talking to? Exactly. <laughs> it, exactly. It didn't go down. It didn't go down. Y'all just need a vet, man. But, okay, my man vented out. So, um, have yeah, you. Get <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know, I ain't been doing my podcast in a minute, so, hey, I, hey, this is my spot. Hey, man, look, man, we fam. Get it out, brother. <laughs> Let that hate out. Let that. <laughs> this is a safe place. <clears throat> Let's see. Zach, Shaq said one year he wanted to average 30, then broke it down like seven points a quarter feed, feed me the ball. Yeah, man. Feed me, but look, if you're a big man in general, you know what I'm saying? I was talking about my team at a one word of the day. In general, if you're a big man, right, coaches teach point guards, feed the big man. He'll play better defense. Let him get a score up. Give your prime example. Remember the Detroit Pistons back in the day? They got to the, 
They got to a championship against the Lakers, not the one they ben won, Wallace. but they got against the Lakers with uh, Ben Wallace and they had mm-hmm. Ben Wallace, Rasheed, Rasheed Wallace, Wallace. They had uh, a big shot box. Oh no, yep. yeah, uh, Chauncey Billups had a very mm-hmm. good balanced team. You know what I mean? And they fought with the Lakers or whatever. They eventually lost. They couldn't beat the Lakers. But here's the point. They had Ben Wallace, who was a defensive specialist. Larry Brown was their head coach. He was so smart to know. He said, listen, the first play of the game, y'all give the ball to Ben Wallace. He can shoot whatever he want. I'm not saying a word. And they let him shoot it. He may make it. He may airball or whatever. I know it's all good, Ben. You know why? So he can feel involved. That's what's important. This goes for any team. It's not just my team. That's what you got to do with big men. If they feel, if they don't feel like they're involved, they give up on defense. They start making lazy plays and all that. But yep. you know, last word before we go to this on my team, they they should be embarrassed. That's it. I'm not watching the next game, whether they win or lose. I don't care. I got to have peace in my life. So <laughs> with that. <laughs> I, I get Rob hey, anything to say, brother, oh, before, before we get nah, up out of here. Brother, this is probably the best one word of the day I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and not because it's your squad. Listen, that boy is loose. <laughs> and, and, and people will think, man, he don't hate the Grizz. I'm hate, no, I'm not hating the Grizz. Every time you see me on camera, I got this hat on. Every time you see me in the airport, I got this hat on. I had one dude one day uh, when they was playing the Golden State Warriors, I had got a good haircut. <laughs> and I was like, man, I ain't going to wear the hat today. And dude, hey, bro, you wear that hat every day. Don't take it off now when they play. I said, nah, bro, it's 100% Memphis. I had a shirt on. Right, bro, you got me messed up. I had a shirt on that day. But he couldn't see I had the jacket on. But, yeah, so, no, I'm 100% Grizzlies. But, no, nah, I don't. I ain't going to pull no punches. Play like trash. They should be embarrassed. And they playing the Raptors. And I will let you know how I go. Yeah, let me know, Mr. G. Probably going to be an L. Even though, and I know uh, the point guard ain't even playing. Van Fleet. Van yeah, Fleet. Van Bleak. <laughs> yeah, Van Vliet, he ain't playing, don't matter. They ain't never stopped. They just lost to the Suns without Booker, and they lost to the daggum Oklahoma City Thunder without uh, 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 Shea Gilgis, Alexander, and Giddy. Still lost. Yeah, that's, so, ba- that's bad. That's bad, yeah, man. bro. But on a lighter note, have hey. you. <laughs> right. Never thought I really liked these guys are doing these podcasts. Like, can I help support them? I can be a blessing to them. You can be a blessing by hitting that like, subscribe, notification button. You dig what I'm saying? You also a blessing when you – it's going to pop up after my man get done. You didn't ask me to. You, had to, you, had, you had to say the magic word, brother. Brother, hey, bro. I said hitting that like, subscribe, and notification button. I hey, said bro, I'm that, still in bro. one word mode. Keep going, brother. <laughs> 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 I felt that one, bro. <laughs> Look, you can get the cash app sign. Uh, we can do a GoFundMe for this man over here so he can get a pillow. <laughs> now I almost spit out my water. <laughs> or you can go to the Not the Same Podcast um, website yeah. for slash support hoodies. Yeah. You know, all that good stuff, man. Just support through him. Then when you comment on the side and you interact with us, that's supporting also. And we appreciate your prayers, man. Tell the folks Absolutely. about the Not the Same podcast. <clears throat> we definitely, definitely appreciate that. Yeah, man. With that being said, tomorrow night we'll be back with our music and faith show. Tune in as we Last will be breaking, uh, giving some of our uh, reactions to a couple of videos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, uh, if you have not heard, we're starting to do that. You know, instead of just playing the video, we're going to talk about what we thought about it for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And if you watch the YouTube page, we got a whole playlist of reaction videos that's going to be going up. We already got two, but there's two more coming tomorrow. So go ahead, yeah. bro. 
Hey, this is our last sports show of the year. So for those yeah. who don't watch us on Thursdays, Happy New Year to you. Be safe out here. Absolutely. Um, hopefully your Christmas was good and all that good stuff. So hopefully, yeah, I, f- I forgot about all, the, all that. We got a lot to come in 2023. We gonna um, we gonna we gonna get bigger and better, man. And uh, after all the pleasantries, pleasantries, let us say this. Please come back tomorrow because it's going to be an interesting <laughs> show. And it ain't got nothing hey, to do with the Grizzlies. Nothing. <laughs> I, hey, the soapbox may, I mean, the one word might change tomorrow. I might be the one on one tomorrow. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, man. I'm C. Michael. I'm Robert Dean. We out.